When talking about wellness, we often think of nutrition, hydration, sleep, vitamins, nutrients, minerals, exercise, yoga, meditation. All of these different healing modalities come to mind. And yet, much like our nature, humans compartmentalize things. And so, when wanting to get fit, we say, okay, well, let's start cutting out the sugar. Let's start doing those morning jogs. Um, And yet, very rarely do those habits last. Very rarely do we stick with them. And I think it's not the habits themselves that are flawed, but our approach in understanding how we work and what works with us. So I want to pose this analogy. What if we were to think of ourselves as a garden? So when you think of the basic needs of a garden, you think of water, sunlight, and perhaps some mineral grow, right? (laughs) Some miracle grow, some fertilizer to put into the soil. Um, And you also think of, well, the garden being in balance. Because if it's out of balance, then you have weeds and certain species take over the, the land and biodiversity is, is thrown off, right? So in nature, naturally, there, there is a balance. There is a natural order, a natural balance to nature. And balance can also be understood as alignment. And so when we think of nature, every animal, every plant, every facet of nature has a role. They all have a role to play in the grand scheme, the grand play that is life. And humans, we tend to feel that we are removed or we are above nature. Um, And if not above nature, then we just don't see ourselves in the same way, right? But what if we did? What if we did consider ourselves as sentient plants? (laughs) Just for a thought experiment, right? So we need water, we need sunlight, we need vitamin D, right? We need food, we need nutrients. And we need to be in alignment in order to grow, in order to be prosperous, in order to be happy and healthy. So, 
that then begs the question, what are we feeding ourselves? Not just in food, but in everything we consume. In this modern world, this technological world, we are constantly being plowed with information, right? (laughs) Plowed to to continue on with the garden analogy. (laughs) We are constantly receiving input from social media, from the news, every ding, every text, every news article, every YouTube video, every podcast. We are a hyper-stimulated society. And yet, we don't think of what we watch on TV or what we listen to in our headphones while we're jogging, while we're walking or driving to work, as part of our consumption. And I'd like to challenge that. Everything we feed ourselves brings us closer or farther away from alignment. From what you watch to what you listen to. Because we aren't just our rational, logical mind. That's part of us, of course. But we are also part subconscious, meaning everything that we take in is not brought to our awareness because it would just be too much for us to handle. And so most of what we consume is stored in the subconscious memory, in the subconscious mind. And this subconscious information is revealed to us it comes to the surface and it manifests in different ways whether it's thought patterns right narratives that you tell yourself that you believe stories that you buy into about who you are about your identity about your family about your culture about your society and about your place in all of it so let's circle back If everything that you consume is bringing you closer to balance, is either watering you and nourishing you and and creating you, creating growth, creating room for growth, right? Or you're slowly wilting away, one bag of Doritos at a time. (laughs) When trying to understand motivation, human psychology, how and why we do the things that we do. I came upon the question um, intuitively that I asked myself, how can you expect a beautiful garden if you're not watering it? Mm. (laughs) Let me say that again. How can you expect a beautiful flourishing garden if you haven't been watering it, if you haven't been tending to it, if you haven't been taking care of it. And so I think that us and nature have a lot more in common than we, we'd like to believe or we believe. Um, and I think this is 
beautifully shown also um, in Marcus Aurelius's meditations. So let me read you an excerpt from meditations. He says, In the morning when thou risest unwillingly, let this thought be present. I am rising to do the work of a human being. Why then am I dissatisfied if I am going to do the things for which I exist and for which I was brought into the world? Or have I been made for this, to lie in my bedclothes and keep myself warm? But this is more pleasant. Dost thou not see the little plants, the little birds, the ants, the spider, the bees working together to put in order their several parts of the universe? And art thou unwilling to do the work of a human being? And dost thou not make haste to do that which is according to thy nature. But it is necessary to take rest also. It is necessary. However, nature has fixed bounds to this too. She has fixed bounds to both eating and drinking. And yet thou goest beyond these bounds, beyond what is sufficient. Yet in thy acts it is not so. But thou stop short of what thou canst do. So thou lovest not thyself, for if thou didst, thou would love thy nature and her will. Mm. So, I believe what Marcus Aurelius is pointing out in this beautiful little excerpt is that like the birds, like the bees, like the trees... We too have a place in this grand, tragic comedy of life. (laughs) We too have a calling. We too have a role to play every day. And we are not removed from nature. We are part of it. And so I really like that excerpt. Because I find myself... (laughs) also like him laying in bed some days thinking man I just I just want 10 more minutes just just maybe half an hour just to snuggle in a little bit deeper into my bed and my cushions and my pillows and my blankets and just be warm (laughs) comfy But there's important work to do because your destiny is calling. When you wake up, it is a miracle, an absolute miracle that you are alive on this planet, in this moment, born to the parents that you were born to and the place that you were born I read a statistic that said we are one in 400 trillion of a chance. That's what our lives are. Absolute miracles. (laughs) And so 
I truly believe that the first step is is knowing that that yeah you are special <laughs> even if people told you you aren't you have something unique to bring to this planet to bring to this world that only you can do and only you can give All right. So that's the first step. Feed yourself only good things. Be conscious of your intake. What social media accounts you're following? The music that you're listening to, what are the words that you're feeding your subconscious? Are they words of love, affirmations? Are they full of light? the intention behind the music is it one that's uplifting inspiring motivational maybe it makes you want to dance maybe it makes you happy maybe it gets you energized <laughs> maybe it reminds you of a person or a time or a place that ignites you that warms your soul or are you feeding yourself input information are you feeding your subconscious things that are not in alignment with who you want to be with your truth why go against your nature why go against the grain because you again are are far too special to allow bullshit to allow things that don't nourish you that that don't coincide with your purpose with the love that you're meant to bring to this world with the wisdom that you're meant to bring to this world with the strength that you're meant to bring to this world why not set yourself up for success why not feed yourself things that take you further along instead of reiterating old patterns old habits, old programming, old ways of being that aren't for your highest good, that aren't in alignment with your truth and with who and what you could be. So, that's the challenge I pose to you today. Think about what you're consuming in every facet of your life and ask yourself is this an alignment <laughs> am i watering my garden thank you <laughs>